So on your website, James, it said you described yourself as being a shy, well, being a shy thirteen-year-old, like um, scared of the stage. When did that actually? When did that change for you? Um, let's see. I remember being. This is a strange, strange point. But I remember being one of the customers killed by Sweeney Todd in a. <laughs> um, at thirteen. Wait, hold on. You did Sweeney Todd at thirteen. Oh, um, yeah, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a production. It was a it was just a class. In one class, they just got the script. And uh, yeah, I I I remembered that they let. I'm pretty sure they let us get a gym mat and a chair. And I literally just fell off the chair onto the mat. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, I, and they just like, they just saw that. It's kind of like oh yeah, these kids are so creative, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of goes um, against what, everything that they're supposed to do in school because they're supposed to tell you you're not supposed to rock back in the, rock back in your chair because that's how the kid before hundred years ago yeah. killed himself. <laughs> but they just let you just go ahead and do it. That's mental. yeah. Well, it, it was it's it's um it was a school in a dodgy su- suburb outside of Brighton, so you know you can imagine the, the the standards weren't high at the time. But um, but yeah, for some reason I think it was that it was that. In that, I played the character in a certain funny way where I was kind of, oh, that's kind of fun, and I'm not, not being myself, which mm. is every te- every teenager's dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, that was the turn. That was the that was the first turning point, and then um, uh, I did I took did, wrote and performed my own solo sketch in my school talent show, uh, where it was basically uh, a kind of Fry and Laurie type businessman type character like kind of kind of shy awkward on a bench type character and then suddenly uh the this audio comes up also voiced by myself which is kind of a gym instructor and uh i'm really enjoying this by the way it's not me taking the picture yeah. enjoying this this is the first this is definitely the first time i've brought this up in an interview so that's a about uh, i'm glad I'm, well, yeah. I'm, I'm honored mate. i'm absolutely honored yeah and like my my head teacher my head teacher said to my mum was like oh yeah look at that the, the next mr bean <laughs> like no <laughs> And I was I was a nerd that I was a, I was a, I was a massive comedy nerd at school as well already. So I was I already in my head when he said that, I was like this that's not actually the performance style of Ryan Atkins. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know. So, so. I, just, I just love the fact that your head teacher right has just compared you to what's essentially an alien, a silent alien who yeah, can't say yeah. <laughs> Barely communicate. I'm sure he meant it in the best way. <laughs> As someone who works in a school, trust me, they didn't mean it in the best way. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> he probably did. He probably yeah, he, did this time. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did lose his job six months later. But... Oh, <laughs> Is that a true story? Is that true? He actually lost his. Really? 
Uh, yeah, no, it was really shady as well because they introduced. So basically, he was a popular head teacher because he was turning the school around. Mm-hmm. And then basically, an academy. I was one of those schools where the school was so bad, the an academy takes it over. Yeah, but he was already he was already improving the school by knowing the way the academy wanted. So what they did was they, after initially saying they'd fire him, they a bunch of te- a bunch of parents came and was like, oh, we don't want this to happen. And oh. so, the, so the, so so they. Like so, they, they they eventually kept him for an extra year, but they introduced who they actually wanted to be the head teacher as a some kind of academy inspector, and then like oh, plot, it's kind of like it's kind of mustache kind of mustache comes off kind of reveal where it's it's like aha no they wanted me to be the head teacher the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's very panto, <laughs> very very panto. yeah. It was like it was so it was so weird because you just because nobody for a year nobody knew what this guy was doing because he was walking around the school just talking to the students but nobody actually knew what his job was but they actually just planted him there and then <laughs> and, and then replaced the head teacher but um yeah that was that was interesting but then he got fired three years later for uh, infringing the exam results. <laughs> Like they got by then, but it was one of those where he was keeping the shit students off the records. Mm. <laughs> oh, so that's yeah, bad. that's bad. Yeah. Um, do you think that so maybe it was a saga? Do, do you think that like maybe was because I'm speaking from personal experience. Like when yeah. you figured out that you can make people laugh, you kind of figured that okay, the if I can do that then I'll essentially be left alone by the police as I can be. I can just make them laugh. And I, then... I, yeah, no. But that's, yeah, no, um, that's interesting because, um, uh, yeah, so I was always shy. Yeah, as I, as I put my thing, I'm shy at, I was shy at school. And um, so that was, so I was never the class clown. And in mm-hmm. fact, um, when some... But he once caught wind that I was interested in doing comedy. They were kind of like, You're not actually that funny, are you? And this guy wasn't even like somebody who bullied me or anything. He just like I, I didn't really speak to him, but one but one day he just decided to take the time in the science lesson to be like, You're just not that funny, are you? <laughs> and so it's just so, so mean. It's so mean. I know. And so when when I did that talent show with the alleged um, Mr. Bean ripoff, um, <laughs> that was the first time I'd really felt that kind of bounce of laughter. Um, yeah. And um, um, because it was a it was a crowd of supportive parents that all that were all there to have a good t- time, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, um you know like it was a it was a large room of people so um the uh i guess the comedy drug addiction happened quite early on because i've mm. kind of gone from i kind of gone from ignored shy kid to suddenly like a a, a room of laughter and mm. so, so <laughs> there's the down was terrible after that but oh, <laughs> honestly there's nothing like Getting your, there's nothing like the feeling of getting your first laugh. Like there is absolutely nothing yeah. like it. Can you remember what? Can you remember what it felt like, even at 13? Um, yeah, I was. 
it was kind of it's weird how like, everything I wanted to do kind of aligned from mm. from from that moment. It was, like before that, I, I it was something I was thinking I might like to like to do, but I didn't kind I didn't have that belief until that point. I don't think. Mm. And then two months later, I'd leave school and go somewhere else and um, do a double performing arts course, and um, that's really where I kind of grew, I guess. Mm. Um, I mean. Uh, for the big final for that so it was a for, it was a college that kind of specialized in performing arts and uh uh i got the in terms as far as going shakespeare, doing shakespeare goes i got the the comedy guys ultimate thing where i'm at where i was cast as bottom in the final i was going to ask you uh, about that actually i was going to ask you about yeah that, yeah. Carry, yeah carry on yeah you, you've got them before me uh, good for you <laughs> wow well <no. laughs> uh but so yeah, that that happened, and um, because it was a reputable place, we got um, the small theatre and the Brighton and the Brighton Dome was where we performed. So it wasn't the Brighton Dome, but it was it was this kind of small the small theatre downstairs, and uh, that was I guess that was the next kind of skyrocketing because yeah. <laughs> the, the school talent show was uh, like a, de- a decent start, but obviously that's gonna be like the big boost and that's mm. kind of where I, i'd like to do this seriously like that's still that's like even though you say it's like the small theater that's still a big that's still a big leap because you're going from parents who ultimately are there to see well are there to support the school and well in yeah it, it, they're there to support effectively you and your classmates whoever else is actually performing so they're not gonna and they don't want to be that dick parent who's just like snooty or whatever else of going to yeah, be supportive. Yeah, yeah. So you've gone from that yeah. to performing, in, I'm guessing, not just in front of family and friends, but a load of strangers as well. And then that's... <laughs> it was terrifying. Yes. Oh, believe yeah. me, believe me. But yeah, so, well, yeah. how how long, did, how long did that run last at the, at the Brighton Duck? Oh, it was, a, it, was, it, was, it was part. It was meant to be part of some kind of Shakespeare festival, and mm-hmm. uh, so they had the free ones there. So it was. It was only uh, the the free the free nights, so Monday to Wednesday. Mm. Uh, but that was that was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that was a very much a formative experience, uh, <laughs> as well as the fact that so beforehand we. Um, me and a couple of mates had gone to have a McDonald's, kind of like yeah, kind of like it's the big final show. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have a Mackey's before. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, seemed like a good idea, but in our I, production, uh, <laughs> in our production, there's a lot of running around, particularly for uh, the four lovers, and I just so happened to be. To have brought Demetrius with me, <laughs> and, and and during the scene where like I've forgotten the order of how the lovers go, but uh, do I? My audience are going to know this. Yeah. Just make it, make it up, make it up, man. Don't worry. Uh, so, so you know the scene where Demetrius turns into a dragon. No, no, yeah. um, no. Uh, but um, there's a scene where he's just rolling all over the floor and. Um, when he, as soon as he stood up, he felt he felt something was coming back up, and and he just kind oh. of had to 
Oh god. You have to turn around. <laughs> and you kind of have had to t- turn around turn around on the stage and do the kind of reverse water balloon. <laughs> oh, <God>. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, as soon as yeah. you said as soon as you said McDonald's, I just thought to myself, this is gonna end up one way or the other, and I'm quite glad it ended up that way instead of the other way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> um it, it was dangerous. It was like those 199 vouchers you got on the bus. Oh. We like, Look, we we got we used like two two of those vouchers each because we've been saving them up. So <laughs> and I think it was uh, it was April, so I think the monopoly had started as well. So so I, we just, had, we had to... I just love the fact that you didn't that you thought, do you know what? This would be a good thing before the show and not after, and not yeah. afterwards. Because you know, nothing like only good can happen from this. That's like that's such a team. That's such a teenager yeah, mentality. We, we were, we'd only just turned 18. So, uh, just, so we had no concept of digestive consequences <laughs> for anything. So like, like, <laughs> we just thought, it's like, thought, look, we've worked really hard on the show. We're going to fuck it. We'll have McDonald's for dinner because we've earned it. And there's nothing that's going to go wrong because of this. No. And um, lo and behold. But you made it through. Yeah. You made it through. Yeah. Made it through. And... Uh, and the first time a bunch of us were able to drink was that was the evening after that as well. So you can imagine that went well too. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. so Demetrius, well, well, that's definitely Demetrius true. actually was seven was only seventeen at the time, but oh. he managed to he, he yeah, but because he I mean he's transpired to be uh, he's going to drama schools and stuff. He turned out to be a very good actor, and I mm. only say that because. The, the events that went that happened that evening where we were all in the pub and the guy came around and asked for all our IDs and and when it got to him he like just straight face looked up and went you've already checked mine like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like an, it was a proper it's proper Obi Wan Kenobi moment where it's like. <laughs> These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> like, uh, did he still get served? That was the yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, his girlfriend had got his drinks. They just came upstairs to check her IDs around the table, and oh. um, and yeah, that was the day I knew it was like I'm in the presence of the next great actor. <laughs> like, <I was> going, <laughs> That's excellent. But yeah, so yeah, but, fast forward a couple of years. Um, you go to well, you start the you start the idea for biscuit barrel, right? So who? Yeah. What was the catalyst for that? So what, in fact, actually, no, forget that question. We're gonna. Um, why did you want to do sketch instead of something like stand up? I think it feeds back into that moment I had all the way back in that stupid year, year eight Sweeney Todd stunt, um, <laughs> uh, where base, basically it was a freeing moment because like I got to put someone else's mask on and I, I got my perform my stranded performing came from character and e- even uh, even when doing kind of putting face on to um, like talk about this, uh, plugging the show at the end of uh, Edinburgh Fringe runs and stuff like that. So um, when you do the spiel at the end and uh, also when we were doing our comedy nights, which we'll get onto later. But uh, even when I'm kind of myself then, it's all still a kind of informed uh, version of myself. So I've always had, like, which I guess is what stand, a lot of stand-up is, but mm. um, I, I think 
particularly in the earlier times where I was still developing my sense of confidence and self. Mm. It was, I, the more extreme the characters, the better. So that's so I was more comfortable doing that, and in, in, I guess interested as well in, do, in doing that style mm. um, being, and being a sketch comedian. Uh, and Monty Python, to be fair, is a big reason too because. I was um, I was introduced to that to Holy Grail when I was eleven, and finally got to watch the Flying Circus when I was four, thirteen, fourteen. Wow! So 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 um, a lot of my inspirations came from those strands as well. So mm. yeah, so I guess that's why I wanted to do sketch and. Uh, and before I realised uh, um, realised I was not adequate enough for Oxford or Cambridge, I was kind of like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do really well in my GCSEs. Mm. I'm going to get into Cambridge. I'm going to do the Cambridge Footlights and get really famous. And that was, <laughs> uh, and um, I'm, I'm, laughing at you. I'm, la- I'm laughing at the like absolute boldness of that. This is what I'm going to do, and no one is going to stop me. Yeah, I was like, I'm a shy, I'm a shy kid in a in a in a working class state school, and I'm going to go from here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Cambridge. They're going to let me in immediately, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to audition for the Footlights, get in first time, write the whole show. And get very famous. That was that was that was my clearly clearly I was I was alone in that brain a lot during those years. But, but that, that, that um, yeah, ironically, like you, ironically, yeah. you could be like more in for a chance of it now because uh, from what I've heard, they're looking to branch out and actually try and get more people from working class backgrounds yeah that's it yeah no um, there's a whole initiative for that isn't there there's a mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah uh a real i guess the origins of that would be in the in the 80s when you had the whole when when you had the young ones come mm. about where uh it's still university it was still university comedians coming around but you had like Rick Mel, Ed Edmondson, and um, Ben Elton, who'd come from Uni of Manchester, which is mm. not part of the elite. So everyone's like, "Oh, well, the commoners, the commoners are in." As I <laughs> um, so I, that was that. What there was a, kind of a genesis of that there, but it's ta- still taken like forty years to, to forty years <laughs> for uh, actual initiative to <laughs> to you know look. Like, let the yeah the slightly <laughs> the the non silver spoon but um uh anyway you're five uh, yeah. you're five you're five bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I um I didn't I didn't even bother in the end um I I had, I applied half fifty percent for universities and then the other half was drama schools mm. ended up at university which I, one did you go to I, I basically I so I basically so I did. I if I went to university, I'd do professional writing and drama, mm-hmm. um, and then if I got to if I go into drama school, um, uh, yeah, I guess it's obvious. But um, <laughs> I, but yeah, no, um, turned up to the first audition for for Guildford School of Acting. Uh, I, I came and was like, I practice this monologue time and time again. <laughs> I, I will get um it was like a, a guy 
who it was one of those textbook things where it was mm. just like her husband had found that his wife was cheating or some shit like that. <laughs> I was kind of like <laughs> classic comedy, classic comedy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, I was like, I've practiced this for weeks. I've run it through my drama teacher. Let's go. Um, got to got to the audition, and before any of this monologue happened, I was like, right, we're gonna now just leave you for an hour sit at the table we're going to sit at the table over there we're going to leave you in the hour and what you're going to do is just you're just going to explore the space go <laughs> so and, and so you had 30 confused auditionees just walking walking around a space for an hour not knowing what the fuck they were looking at <laughs> um and, and like so People like kind of like dinosaurs stomp across the rooms. Mm. Some clearly thought they could do ballet and were going to streak it around. <laughs> I was, I, I, I've got flat feet, so I kind of, I have the elegance of a of a NASA rocket take. Oh, like, I've got, <laughs> same, 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 <laughs> absolute shambles. <laughs> so. <laughs> I managed to fill the hour. I don't remember what with really. I remember to, towards the end, I thought, oh, maybe something different would be if I was just to walk around the room and kind of stare at everyone else doing their thing and just kind of shrugging my shoulders, going, "What's <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it even included me at some point turning to the audition table, pointing at someone, and and silently mouthing, "What are they doing?" <laughs> I love that. I love this. So it went well then, yeah? <laughs> it went well. They didn't let me in. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Guys, you made it through part one. So why don't you click up and go to part two for the rest of this conversation? See you there.